I was just, I was just thinking, you know, uh, we got, I, I'm serving uh, as a, um, now I'm moving into a role of director of uh, education in, in uh, Karis Bible College, uh, Andrew, Andrew Womack's Bible School. And I'm traveling all over the world. We just, we just got back from Switzerland, Holland, Poland, and India. And everywhere we went, we just saw the Spirit of God move. Uh, lives transformed and changed. I'm flying from Poland to India. And I'm just, I'm just weeping. Just thanking God for a, a wonderful wife. Hey man, she, we're best friends. Man, it's, how many of you know you can have best, you can be best friends, and and man for a wonderful family, <clears throat> and then and then a pastor, uh, and his wife that really cares about us. And I started thinking about you know where God's brought us and all the things that had happened up up until then. I went to India and they're saying, listen, we're gonna next time you come, we're we're just gonna open up some halls and have some awesome crusades. And I said, praise God, it's awesome. But um, I'm just thinking. 19 years ago, almost 19 years ago, um, we had a $9 million lawsuit. It was a frivolous lawsuit over counseling. Uh, it was on the front page of the Decatur newspaper. My daughter, uh, 19 years ago, I'm not going to say how old you were, but anyway, she, she looked at the newspaper. She said, Daddy, she said, I didn't know you had $9 million. <laughs> Praise God, they, they called me the $9 million man. But that, that it, got, it was a frivolous lawsuit. Uh, our, our attorney fees were paid with a $40 counseling policy, but it caused all kinds of havoc uh, in our church and, and it gave rise to an involuntary church plant. You know what that is? Yeah. And <clears throat> the Holy Ghost told me, you know, to go start another church. Anyway, but I'm just thinking, you know, where, where, I'm, where Janice and I are at today and what God's done, um, you know, we, we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have a relationship. And um, Robbie, you, don't, you wouldn't remember this, but 19 years ago, on July, I forget, 13th or whatever it was, it was your last baseball game. Okay, whatever, whatever you were playing. And, and Pastor left his grandson's last baseball game to come, to come uh, fight off the wild beast of Ephesus and, uh, and mediate a situation that, you know, literally, guys, we wouldn't be here today doing what we're doing had we, <clears throat> if it were not for uh, Pastor Bob and Sister Joy and then Calvary. And then after that, um, you know, he said, man, we've got revival meetings and come. And, man, we just came and, and didn't miss it, anything. We were literally, our lives, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for good. And our lives have never been the same. <clears throat> and I just, want, I just want you to know, you, listen, guys, there, don't take lightly the relationships that God's put in your lives, uh, the pastors that God's brought in your lives. Because I'm telling you, man, uh, God will, will use that in awesome ways to, to uh, launch you into, what, into your future. And so we're just so thankful. I just want you to know, Pastor, we're, we're, uh, we're just enjoy. We're just so thankful for your love for us. And, 
And uh, man, here we are today. It's awesome. Amen? Yes. Praise God. I'm just in the sweet spot of my life and ministry. And, and uh, man, just, I'm just thankful. Just thankful. Well, I want to tell you funny. Is that okay? All right. The human brain is one of the most astonishing things in God's creation. It starts forming about three weeks after conception. When it's full, full maturity weighs in about three pounds, controls 640 muscles, 78 organs. It's responsible for nearly 100 trillion cells that make up the human body. It contains billions of nerves that communicate with millions of nerve endings throughout the body, all within nanoseconds. How amazing is that? It's constantly working, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, from the day you're born until the day you fall in love. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. There's <laughs> more truth of that than poetry. First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2. And I'm reading out of the New King James uh, version. I know Paul was a King James but Timothy was the new King James. So I'm just his son in the faith. All right. Therefore I exhort, second of all, third of all, last of all. Y'all are good Bible school students. Y'all y'all are y'all are good. I exhort therefore at last resort. Is that what it says? What does it say? What does it say? First of all, I exhort therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for some men, all men, and for kings that you voted for, Kings of the Republican Party? Huh? Only kings of your, of your persuasion? Okay, just, just wondering if you're here. Is that what your Bible says? No. Everybody say no. All that are in authority, for, for, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life and all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now notice this, guys, that when we make prayer our first priority and our first role and responsibility, the results of that is that, that all men are saved and they come to the knowledge of the truth. Did you see that? 
or, or, or more opportunity for that to happen anyway. And so I want to talk to you this morning for a few minutes about the first role of the church. Everybody say first role. Now, look, look over at, look over at uh, chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> so you can see the purpose of, of, Paul's, of Paul's letter to Timothy. He said, these things, uh, well, verse 15, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, uh, who is the church of the living, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and, and ground of the truth. He's saying, look, the, the reason I wrote this epistle to you was so you know how to function in the church. And here in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1, uh, in, his, in this, this letter with the goal in mind for, for you and I, how many of you know you're part of the church? If you're born again, say, I'm the church. church. Praise God. So this is how you're supposed to operate. 1 Timothy 2, first of all, Everybody say, first of all. First of all, prayer. Now listen, I'm, I'm not saying this is your only role. Certainly we're to go out into the highways and hedges. Certainly we're to, we're to uh, witness to the lost. Certainly we're to win the lost. Uh, cast out devils, lay hands on the sick. You know, uh, Luke 4, 18, we're to heal the brokenhearted and all these, you know, Set at liberty those who have been bruised. Preach the gospel to the poor. All these things. But listen, first of all, how many of you are, the, are part of the church? He's talking to you. First of all. Everybody say first of all. First of all, prayer. Not last resort. First of all. <clears throat> um, do you remember... In, I think it was 1991 when Desert Storm took place. Iraq tried to take over Kuwait, and or they had taken over Kuwait, and and, and Desert Storm. the 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 strategy that that uh, General Storman Norman Schwarzkopf uh, came up with was he went in and took air superiority, and then the ground troops were able to come in. You're not going to win a war without the ground troops going in but they took air superiority first. Prayer is like that. You're taking, you're taking authority in the spirit realm, so when the ground troops go in, they're having more effect. It's not one or the other, it's both. But remember, he said, first of all. Everybody say, first of all. And then the benefits of that is a quiet and peaceable life. That's pretty good, isn't it? The lost are saved. Is that good? Believers grow in the knowledge of the truth. They, they become disciples. And then it, it goes on to say in verse 8, he, he said, I desire, uh, well, uh, verse 4 said it pleases God. And then verse 8, I desire that men pray everywhere. Everywhere. Men, I, this, is, this is God's desire. That wherever we go, that we take authority in the spirit realm in that, in that arena of life. Everywhere. The area that looks hard. The area that looks difficult. In the theater. In the arts. In, the, in sports. In, in uh, the media. You know, in education. Areas that look hard. In the political uh, realm. Listen, we go in and we take over. 
But we take over in the spirit realm first. And we take over by taking our place in prayer. And understanding that's our role first. That's not our only role, but that certainly the Bible says first. How many of you think first? You know, you can't get to second base in baseball till you get to first. Yeah? It's real simple. I mean, I'm not, I'm not real complicated. I mean, if you're going to get to home plate, you've got to touch first base. First, everybody say first, is prayer. Now, understand, you've got second base and third base and home to get to, but first is prayer. And that developing a personal prayer life, taking your place in prayer is the will of God for each of us, and if, it, if we don't, if we fail to do that, we don't even get to first base. Each of us that are born again need to put confidence in our prayer life and understand what it's all about. Now, now Luke 18, verse 1, says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men uh, always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Not to lose heart. I think uh, Matthew 27 or 26, I think, talks about uh, Jesus said that, that pray that you enter not into temptation. See, developing a personal prayer life is an antidote to fainting or giving up. Because, because when you get in the presence of God, you exchange your perspective for His. And too many of us are concerned... About too, too concerned about what others are thinking about us. If you really knew how little they were, you wouldn't be concerned. Amen? Developing a personal prayer life will keep you from giving up or throwing in the towel. Uh, prayer was never intended to be a chore or religious work. Uh, may, uh, Isaiah 56, 7 says, Make them joyful in my house of prayer. Look, prayer is not a place that you and I impress God or others with our eloquence. But it's where God reveals to you His will and where He downloads in us what to pray. So I come into a situation, I don't know what to do, which is more often than not. Okay? When God's never called me to a place that I felt adequate. But I come into a situation, Kevin, and I, and I step into it by His grace. Not by, not, by my, not by might or power or, or my intelligentsia, you know. I mean, man, that gets me in trouble. It's, 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 by, it's I step into what, I step into His adequacy, yeah? And then, Lord, what do you want to do here? How do you want to change things? What do you, what do you want me to pray? And then, then He downloads in me what to pray and then when I pray that, His kingdom comes and, and His will is done. I'm making room for the King of glory to come in. I am. You are. When we pray in agreement with what God downloads in us about what He wants to do there, how He wants to take over. And, and I mean, you know, Jesus taking over is a good thing. And He, you know, we're praying for God to get us out of situations many times, 
times in God that Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father that He gets into that situation through you. You know, you've got that sandpaper person in your life, you know? You know who they are? Don't look on the right or left and incriminate yourself. <laughs> You're praying, God, get rid of the sandpaper person out of my life. And Jesus is interceding on the right hand of the Father. I've sent him, Father, I've sent him to 13 other Christians. And now this 14th one's failing too. Because you're praying, you're praying for God to get everything perfect and so you don't have any trouble. And Jesus is interceding for you that you and I will take our place first in prayer and let the King of glory come in through our prayers. But here's the deal, most of us don't understand the authority we have in prayer. We're praying that God come down. He already came down. And He left us to represent Him and invite Him to manifest Himself through us in this earth. But you and I have got to take our place and we've got to walk in confidence, not arrogance, confidence. Yes? Prayer is, is fellowship with God to receive His heart and mind, to partner with Him and carry out His will. Without us, God has no avenue through which to carry out His will. That's the way He set it up, guys. Do you understand that? There's no way for him to carry out his will on earth today apart from you and me. Man, what a privilege. What an honor that we have to co-labor with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? But, but we've got to take our place in prayer so the will of God can be set in motion and established in the earth. The will of God is that each of us develop a personal prayer life and take our place in the arenas that God has set us because the will of God is not automatic. It's not automatic. God wants everybody saved, doesn't He? But it's not automatic. It's not just going to happen apart from you and me doing something. And we, what, what I've discovered is that most Christians don't know their authority in prayer. And they're just kind of going with a list, you know, God bless me and my four and no more and, you know, just praying their little list of what they want. Listen, guys, that's part of it. Certainly God wants to meet, meet your needs, but your prayer life can't just be limited to, you know, give us, my, give us this day our daily bread. No. Remember, kingdom, when Jesus said He's teaching us to pray, uh, He said, kingdom, this is how you pray, kingdom of God, Come. Will of God be done. I mean, that's a demand. It's like, all right, I see what God says in the Word. I, in my realm of authority or wherever God's put me, kingdom of God, you're going to rule here. Will of God, you're going to be done here. And Lord, I'm, I'm allowing you to come and do what you already said you want to do, but I realize it's not going to get done automatically from you in heaven. You put us on earth. Jesus is on the right hand of God the Father. When He walked the earth, He lived like this. And that's why He saw the results that He did. You know the problem with the church is they're wimps. Casper Milk Toast. Barney Fife. Fumble around, not knowing what to do with the authority God gave them. Once you learn your authority, man, it's over. 
for the devil. Once you learn that, that God's using you and He sent you and He has confidence in you, man, you'll stop complaining about the situation around and you'll, you'll begin to establish the will of God in prayer in the spirit realm and then, and then you'll see differences. You'll see things change. Listen, guys, I'm not just standing up here preaching. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, pro, I'm, I'm calling forth the life of God in you the man and woman of God in you to take your place. Listen, you have more authority than what you realize. And if you'll just wake up to what God's given you, God has set you where you are to turn that situation right side up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at, look at Daniel 9. Daniel 9. In the verse 2. Daniel 9 and verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Now, you know, you could get lost in all those words, but essentially what, what he's saying here is he was reading the Bible what that Jeremiah penned that said... In fact, it's, it's in Jeremiah 29, 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good, will to, good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. So here Daniel is reading what Jeremiah had written uh, several year, hundred years before and he's reading this and he said, wow, this is the word of God. He said in 70 years, God's going to restore and return us back to our homeland. And he starts counting. And he said, this is the 70th year. Yeah, he reads it. He said, wow, God's going to do. But he didn't just do like most Christians do. Well, praise God. Man, God, you're going to do awesome things here. No, he didn't do that. Look, look, verse 3 and 4. Then, then when? After I read what God outlined in His Word that He was going to do, then I set my face toward the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession. Why would Daniel have to be praying about something God had already established would, would happen in his written word because the will of God is not automatic. It's not automatic. God has to have somebody on earth read his word and agree, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. I see this in your word. I'm giving you permission to come in, let the king of glory come in in this area, in this situation, Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. He knew that. 
Can I just be honest with you? Many Christians don't. They don't know that. They don't know what. Listen, this was Daniel. He wasn't even saved. He wasn't born again. I mean, he was saved on credit, but he wasn't born again. And, and, he, and he's got revelation on this. Wow. God has to, here's, look guys, God has to find someone on earth to agree with his will and invite him or allow him to fulfill it. That's the way he set things up. That's why he had to go to Abraham before he carried out what he did in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham, uh, you know, negotiated him down to 10. And, and he certainly thought that would be enough. But it wasn't. But anyway, I'm just saying, God, God, God said, I can't do this without c- talking to my covenant uh, uh, partner Abraham. Listen, guys, God can't do what He wants to do without you and me. Do you understand that? All right, let, let, me, let, me, just, let me just use it like this. All right, let me give you this example. All throughout the Old Testament, we see prophecies about Jesus to come, Right? the Savior to come, the Savior was going to be born, the virgin birth, all these things. All right, what would have happened if the angel had come to Mary and Mary said, this is too big a risk. I'm going to, I'm going to lose this, you know, all the security and everything. I'm going, to, I'm going to take on all this shame. If I, if I say, be it unto me according to your word, I, I'm going to lose out, God. So, you know, Sorry, that's too big a risk. What, 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 what would have happened? Would Jesus have been born if Mary said, be it not unto me according to your word? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes, how many of you say yes? All right, how many of you say no? Okay, the answer is yes. But would he have been born through Mary? No. What would God have done? He would have went to someone else. He would have went to Nancy, or he would have went to Susie, or he would have went to Sally, or he would have went to, you know, Sarah, or he would have went to somebody who said, be it unto me according to your word. Listen, guys, that's the way Jesus is birthed into the earth today. He comes, reveals his will, and then you and I say, be it unto me according to your word, according to your will. Be it into this situation, Lord in this marriage, in this church, in this city. Yeah? Man, God sent me to Decatur, Texas. It was spiritual suicide from Houston, Texas. I didn't even know Decatur, Texas existed. I certainly thought God was sentencing me to spiritual anonymity for the rest of my life. (laughs) I mean, we went to to Decatur, and here's, here's, listen, we're from Houston. I mean, they closed up at... In 1987, at 6 o'clock, they were, they, the town closed up. Yeah. I mean, Walmart, now we got a super Walmart. Now they, they had a Walmart, but, you know, here they, they were going to try and impress us to come to, to Cater. They said, well, you know, we've got, a, we've got a Walmart. Oh, you do? Man, that's awesome. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a McDonald's. Wow. Well, Houston, we had... You know, a thousand McDonald's. I mean, we got a Grandy's, and oh, now here was the kicker: we've got a st- we got a brand new stoplight. <clears throat> Man, I'm impressed. Praise God, I'm impressed. 
But you know, and, and then we came. I mean, God spoke to us to come. You know, we just, I mean, it was like, I, I mean, I was doing what Mary did, really, spiritually. I didn't even know Decatur existed. And my, surely I'm assigned to, you know, be forgotten forever on the backside of the desert. And, and so we go to Decatur and, and, then, and then I learn all these things about, I mean, it was a, it was a preacher's or a pastor's graveyard. It was, a, it was a mother of church splits. I mean, there are more church splits per capita in Decatur than in anywhere else in the world, I think. I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean this, you find out, you, you study the history and there's 15 churches birthed out of one church uh, un, involuntarily. And anyway, and, and then we start, you know, the, a pastor of the spirit-filled, uh, the, the, the father of the spirit-filled movement there, that, was, that actually was fundamental Baptist territory. And there was not any spirit-filled churches until one was raised up and the pastor committed suicide. Listen, I'm telling you, in the natural, it's hard ground. Okay? But we just decided, God, you called us there. And so you know what? We're going we're gonna to declare the will of God is going to be done. Everything that the devil has been doing is over. I got news for you, devil. Move over. The king of glory is coming in and he's coming in through me. Amen? Listen, that's where I'm from Decatur is where I met Pastor. From Decatur is where I met Andrew Walmack. From Decatur, all of, our key inf- all of our key relationships were established. Decatur, Texas. Yeah. But listen, guys, I don't care how hard it looks. What we've got to do is we've got to take our first place and step in and start making a difference and take authority in the spirit realm. Say, first of all. Wow. Man. First of all, not second of all. Amen? Matthew 16, 19. Look at that. Matthew 16, 19. And by, and by the way, when Daniel prayed, that's exactly what happened. The will of God happened when he prayed. Matthew 16, in verse 19. And I will give you, everybody say, you means me. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is how the kingdom of heaven works, guys. Someone on earth agrees with heaven, establishes authority in the spirit realm, then it's released in the earth. When you're in a place of authority and you have his word, uh, or you have his word as authority, your prayers, and you got to listen to this, your prayers are law in the spirit realm. When you and I come in and we, we get the will of God, God's, Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you don't, won't. You want, you want the will of God? It's up to you, my brother and sister. It's up to you to step up and quit wimping out. You're complaining, bellyaching, whining about situations. What you've got to do is step up and, and take your toddler pants off, take your bottle out of your mouth, put your big boy pants on, and step up and grow up and, 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 and be a man or woman of God that will establish the will of God on the earth. It's not, if, 
If you don't do it, he's going to find someone else who will. And I'm just saying, look no more. I said, look no more. Lord, you can use me. Say, say you can use me, Lord. <clears throat> Whenever you face an obstacle to the will of God in your family, your finances, or your health, you've got to tell the devil, well, uh, you know, let me, let me just explain it like this. My, my oldest son, my daughter could affirm, he went, he lived in a far spiritual country for a while, like the prodigal. Okay? In fact, Michelle came to me one day. She said, Dad, are you sure Brian's saved? Because, I mean, he wasn't acting like it. In fact, you know, we, you know, we were beating ourselves up because we felt like, you know, we weren't good parents because of what Brian was doing. And, I mean, he was partying. He was doing everything you shouldn't do. <laughs> we had this, I told you the story, we had this, this car that would start. We didn't know without a key. And while I'm preaching, he's out, while I'm preaching on Sunday morning, he's out driving with his friends out in the parking lot. I mean, all kinds of wonderful stuff. And so the devil, the devil came to Janice and me several times telling us, well, look what kind of pastors you are. Look what kind of parents you are. Look what kind of, look, you know, man, the word of God's not working for you. And putting all this doubt and condemnation and everything. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm telling you how to do spiritual warfare here. This is spiritual warfare. Agree with your adversary quickly while he's in the way. Yeah, Mr. Devil, that's right. This is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But while you're here, let me tell you the way it really is. Great. My children are taught of the Lord and great is their peace and they're going to speak with their enemy in the gate, which happens to be you, and you're going to rue the day you ever came and, and messed with my, my son. He's going to be walking in authority and stepping on your head. And you know, I start, man, I start giving him back the word and, and speaking the word and telling him the way it really is. And I look around and he's gone. I said, he's gone. And let me tell you something. Brian Moore is not only not, not only out of darkness now, he's a leader in the kingdom. He's a wonderful husband, wonderful father. He makes me proud. He calls me all the time. I mean, we're talking about the Lord and He's witnessing to everybody anything that moves. Man, I'm telling you guys, I talked to his pastor the other day and man, he's just so glad to, that man, you know, man, you guys raised an awesome son. I said, yeah, you know, <laughs> didn't look like that for a while. But see, Ephesians 3 verse 10 tells us that, that we, the church, are to be speaking the wisdom of God to, the, to the, our enemies and telling them the way it really is. That's spiritual warfare. If the enemy comes to you about your finances, about your children, something else, take your place in prayer and establish, okay, maybe that's the fact, but I got news for you. I got inside information this truth trumps the facts. It is written, it is written, it is written again. That's spiritual warfare, guys. The results of that, let me tell you something, Satan will move over and the circumstances will change. I'm not, I'm not just pre, I, listen, I know what I'm talking about. Circumstances will move over. I mean, Satan will move over and the circumstances will change. The problem is this, is we're, we're not stepping up. 
we're not taking our place. If you'll take your place, the devil will move over and the king of glory will have room to come in. Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, look at this, 1 John 5. And then I'm going to give you an example and close. I've got the airport in sight. Okay, so don't get nervous. All right? Now, if you listen real good, we land quicker. We get to the terminal quicker. All right, 1 John. Is this okay this morning? 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. 1 John 5 verse 14. Now, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, verse 15, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. Now, let me ask you a question. He said, if you ask anything according to his will, well, if it was his will, why would we have to ask? If his will was automatic, why would we have to ask? His will isn't automatic. That's why we have to ask. Yeah? Because prayer, see, if the will of God was automatic, then why does the scripture instruct us to ask for something that's his will? Because prayer is one of the primary avenues through which he accomplishes his will in our lives and the lives of others. Prayer is the will of God. When you and I are praying, taking our authority, that's the will of God. Now let me, get, let me, let me give you this example and I'll close. Several years ago, I want to take you with me to a wedding in Houston, Texas, where several of my family relatives, and friends were. Some of them I hadn't seen over, over 20 years. Michelle was there. Um, there were people I wanted to reach. There were people I hadn't seen in over 20 years and my life had changed and I wanted to share the love of God with them and what had happened. There was one particular family member that wouldn't even recognize me. I don't know whether she was offended. I don't know. She wouldn't even acknowledge that I was there. There was another, uh, there was another man there that was obviously lost. In fact, I had been in business with him several years ago and, 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 he, um, and he was drinking and everything and he didn't even have, he didn't, he, he didn't have any interest in the gospel that I was trying to share with him. And for close to an hour, I was gripped with a kind of despair that I finally verbalized to the Lord while I was watching people drink and dance their sorrows away on the dance floor of that wedding reception. I said, Father, there's nothing I can do to help these folks. There's no door to speak the truth to them. They're not listening to me. Some won't even acknowledge or talk to me. All I can do is pray. And at that moment, I had a Damascus Road experience. And the Holy Ghost arrested me. He said, I mean, I mean, <laughs> he said this. I mean, I mean, it was almost audible. All you can do is pray. He said, son, there are times that is my only assignment for you. 
at those times when it looks impossible from a human standpoint to get the gospel through to them, I want you to pray my word and invite me to come in and ask for God, to, for, for ask me to send laborers into their lives. If they're not listening to you, I want you to establish an avenue through which I can come. And I was in, what the Lord showed me, I was in a greater measure of unbelief than the ones I was concerned about. Because I was looking at prayer as the last resort. As we read, first of all, first of all, first of all, prayer. But not kind of the wimpy, you know, mamby-pamby, you know, if it be thy will, prayers, no. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God, be done. And man, I mean, I, boy, I got into a radical Holy Ghost moment. Second Corinthians 4, 4. I know that Satan, Satan has blinded their minds, but Lord, I'm, I'm praying that, that the, the blindness off of them be broken. Then I'm praying uh, Matthew 9, 38. Lord, send laborers into their lives whereby they might believe that will speak the truth in love. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. You said that you send ministers to every man whereby they might believe. Um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. God, may you give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened. The hope of their calling uh, be, be revealed. Father, they may know the uh, exceeding greatness of your riches toward them who believe. I just started praying the word. I mean, you can go to Philippians 1, Philippians 3, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1. If you don't know a prayer to pray, but listen, here's the deal, guys. If we will take our place, we will see, we will see more people uh, come into the kingdom and we will finish our race. And it's time. I said, it's time. Now, man, I repented, Steve. Oh, Jesus. Forgive me for treating prayer as a last resort. Forgive me for, you know, all I can do is pray. No, sometimes that's the only thing we can do. Sometimes that's our only assignment. Now, don't get me wrong. Man, I'm available. I'm going to preach to anything that moves. You understand? I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying pray and then stay in your prayer closet and don't go out and witness. If you're, if you're getting that out of this message, you're a deceived, lazy individual. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying when you go out, you're praying and you're establishing the will of God. I'm coming into this neighborhood, but more importantly, we're taking over. Jesus is coming in. The King of glory is coming in. The eyes of their understanding are being enlightened. The God of this world, His ability to blind them is, is broken in Jesus' name. Well, are you telling me you, God's not even gonna, He, he won't even, he won't even uh, you know, uh, change, uh, change somebody's will? I mean, God's not gonna uh, take hold of somebody's will. No, He doesn't cross over that, that, but he does bring influence again, uh, toward the will. He does. And I'm praying the, in, the evil influences are broken, and I'm praying that the influences of God 
are established and I'm available available to be one of those. And what I've discovered where my family is concerned, I just need to love them and keep my mouth shut. And then I'm going to make myself available to minister to other people's family. Now listen, Calvary Cathedral International, we've got a job to do. The will of God must happen. The kingdom of God must come. But it'll only happen. The king of glory will only come in afresh and anew through you and me where we establish the will of God. Amen? We, we, we are the, we, when we pray, we establish authority in the spirit realm. Our prayers that are, that are based on the word are law in the spirit realm. When you understand that, you're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. You're going to see people come into the kingdom like you never have before. All of these people that are being saved, they're going to now have a hunger to be disciples. See, we've got a job to do not just to bring people in. We've got, we've got a job to do to disciple. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And here's my question. How many of you will take your place? How many here will take your place? I'm asking you, how many here will take your place? Now listen, guys. This is a wonderful journey. When you do, I'm telling you, he'll take you places you get lost in the Spirit. You'll be spending time with God. And I'm telling you, you go places in the world. But here, here's the other thing that'll happen. Here, here's, what I'm conv- here's what I'm convinced of. And I'm, we, we, are, we are on the runway. We have landed. Okay? Just don't, just don't disembark yet because we haven't attached to the, that little uh, thing at the terminal yet. All right? But I'm convinced when we start taking our place, we will stop many of the attacks of the enemy. Many of the things like just happened in Boston. Many situations where the enemy, we're going we're gonna to be so in tune that we're, God's going to show us ahead of time, which if the Lord allows me, I'm going to share uh, tonight about, about how to respond to these types of things and how to avert them. In a, in, in a tangible way, but here's what, here's what happens, is God many times will show us what's going to happen, and we can say, no, devil, that's not happening. Death and tragedy and destruction will not happen here. It will not happen there, because God's showing us ahead of time, and we're praying it, and when we pray it, that gets established, and we speak confusion to the enemy's works, then what happens? Instead of the kingdom of darkness winning, the kingdom of God is established and the will of God is done. I'm telling you guys, this is powerful. If you'll take your place, if you will take your place, you can stop abortion, you can stop uh, bankruptcies, you can stop divorces, you can stop suicides, you can stop people from going into hell. Man, there's all kinds of things. You, 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 you. And then, and then you, can, you can release the will of God in the earth. Let me ask you a question. But it only happens when we make this a priority. First of all, prayer. First of all, prayer. And we, and we stop all this moaning, complaining, griping, 
even listening to some conservative talk shows who all they do is leave us in despair. Now, I'm not, I'm not anti. I'm conservative because it is based on the Bible. But I mean, I'm just as where, where it's based on the Bible. But I'm telling you, you know, complaining and griping and bellyaching against authority is not our answer. It's, amen? I'm telling you, that's not our answer. Moaning and groaning and griping and complaining, our answer is you and I taking our place in the kingdom and saying, all right, yeah, we've got a problem, but Mr. Devil, let me tell you the way it really is. You're moving over and the king of glory is coming in. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How many of you will take your place? Who here will take your place? Listen, God's, that means there'll be, there's going to be some times when you're eating that, the Lord, that your dinner is going to get cold. God forbid. There's going to be times he's going to call on you. There, and here's what it means. If you're lifting your, here's what it means. Some of you, God's going to speak to, to take their place and hold up Steve's arms in the, in the prayer tower. I'm not, I'm not calling you to that. I'm saying that means if you're going to take your place, that, that means you're not just going to pray in your little realm. You're going to make yourself available. You're going to step up and you're going to be someone that's going to pray and help other people in their realm. And you're going to learn more about prayer through Steve and his ministry. So I'm just asking you, how many here will take your place? Lift your hand. Do one more thing. Step up. Stand up. Stand up. If you're going to take your place. If you're going to take your place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for a fresh oil. Fresh oil. Your anointing. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just think, uh, Steve, I just think you're supposed to pray for us. Would you come up? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You got, is, this, is this one on, guys? Yes or no? Yeah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each one who has decided to step up and take their place in the realm of the Spirit. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that they will not be distracted or pulled to the left or to the right, but Lord, they will zero in and they will accomplish that which you've called them to do, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that they will not only be in that place where their ears and eyes and minds are open and sensitive to receive what you have for them as you lead them in prayer. But, Father God, they will also be sensitive yes. to the times when they need to go and fulfill what they have prayed. Yes. And, Father God, I thank you that you are doing a stirring in this house. That, Lord, you are putting people in place. <laughs> you are putting people in place in this realm of prayer. You are getting things, in the timing, the timing, the timing in place, Father God, in this house, you, Lord. Father. I thank you, Father God. We won't be out of time, but we'll be walking in the right time, synced together, step Stepping together, Father God, in harmony, in unity, yes, Father Lord. God. Yes, yes, and yes. I thank you, Lord. We are doing this to see souls come into the kingdom. Yes, Father. To yes. see people 
take their place, yes, Lord. Yes, and as yes, we take yes, our yes. place and pray, I thank yes. you, Lord. It will open up the gates yes. and the way for others to step in yes, and take their yes, place yes, yes, and yes. to do what you have called them to do, yes, Father Lord. God, in this house, in this town, yes, in this Lord. state, yes, Father Lord. God, Hallelujah. in our nation. And we yes, thank you, Lord. You have been in that place where you are leading us and guiding us. You're always there. You Thank are you, always in that place saying, come, you, saying, come, saying, come, saying, yes, come, yes, yes. step forth yes. into that place. It Thank is you, easy. It is easy. It is not hard. For he said that he would yes. make his ways plain, yes. that we are his children yes. and we hear his voice and we know it. You, and Lord. I thank you, Lord. We won't listen to any yeah, other voice, but we'll hear the voice of the good shepherd thank and you, we'll walk in the way that you lead us and guide us, Father thank God, you, each Lord. one of us. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Move it out, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You have a word? Barbara, go ahead and give that to her letter. And as you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And then I will take hold of your hand. And we will begin to move in sync throughout this land. Yes. Move into the things that I've called yes. you to, but working yes. with me by my grace to yes. do yes. the yes. work yes. of the ministry. Yes. And you will walk with me and you will work with me yes. and you will learn the unforced rhythms of grace Hallelujah. as you begin to take Hallelujah. this place, yes. this place of authority, yes. this place where you can step upon yes. the ground and yes. take the land. Where yes. your feet go, they are yes. planted yes. into yes. places in the realm of the spirit that need authority walked into places that have had the enemy rampantly walking through but now you begin to walk and you begin to talk and you begin to speak as oracles of God and you begin to use the authority that I have given you and I will follow through you are in the yoke with me. Yes. Your weakness is strengthened by my power. Hallelujah. And together we will take this land in this hour. Yes. I am not finished yet with what I intend to do. And when the enemy rises, you watch me rise too. And I will begin to flood the land with my power. And I will begin to flood this land with my grace. And it's all up to you now to take your place, for I am in you. And I intend to follow through and fully complete what I've said I would do. Hallelujah. So prayer and revival shall move hand in hand. Prayer moving out into the land and revival fire spreading too. And watch what I do through you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Now listen, guys. That's what the Holy Ghost said about what he said through me. He just confirmed it. Steve just prayed it. And I hear something I know. When she was praying that, here's what I know. Some of us, unintentionally, unconsciously, because we haven't been taking our place, we become complacent like David did when he didn't, he didn't go out at the times that kings go to battle. 
and he got tempted and he, and, and he was vulnerable. And some of us here, uh, because we haven't been stepping into our place, have been vulnerable to all kinds of things. I know that when, when, when that word was spoken and we, we got to step in. The, the antidote to failing, the antidote to also, some of us have yielded to, to the accuser of the brethren and we've, and we've sent uh, darts and missiles at our, at our brothers and our sisters. And we just need to repent and say, no, we're going to send missiles to the enemy's camp instead. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul preached and taught the word, preached and taught the word, and yet still to the Galatian church he said, he said, I travail in birth until Christ is formed in you. Sometimes, guys, that the, all we can do is pray, but when we do pray, the King of glory will come in and things will change. The devil will move over if you and I will take our place. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, give the Lord a shout. Give him a shout. Amen. Man, we're going we're gonna to have a good time tonight. Spirit of God's going to be here. I mean, we're going to pray for folks. The Holy Ghost is going to move. It's awesome. Pastor, God bless you. Love you guys. Hallelujah.